So this one, I'm, I may be a little long-winded about this topic. And this topic is about leadership. So I'm going, this may be a two-part. I think I may do the first part would be being a follower under bad leaders, good leaders, and then being a leader itself. But we'll see. We'll see how long this one goes and we'll, we'll talk about it. So let's, let's go with being a follower under bad and good leaders. Um, man, I've been a lot of places between the military um, and then as a scientist. And I've experienced bad leadership and good leadership. I'm going to give you some examples of both. Both sides, military and in the workforce. So on the military side, I'll give you an example of bad leadership. I'm on active duty, and <clears throat> the group of Marines, we, the, we, know, we were on active duty. Uh, we were, there was a staff sergeant that was uh, tasked to pretty much be in charge or be responsible for us. So one of, the, one of the things the first sergeant wanted was that he was to lead PT. Now, the way he led PT was he would get this this uh, notepad type of thing out, right? And I, I did supply. So in the morning, I will get that little early, open up the warehouse. I would get, uh, you know, the medicine balls, jump boxes, battle ropes, etc. Get those things out. And he would write the workout on that notepad. And I mean, man terrible workouts right i mean we we're marines yes but we we get killed in pt all right and so as these workouts just are just killing us um i don't remember exactly if we went to first sergeant or if he came to us and, and kind of asked us what was going on um but essentially first sergeant found out that hey the staff sergeant responsible for us wasn't doing the PT with us, right? He was writing these workouts out, and then he's sitting there watching us. Then all of a sudden, first sergeant, I guess first sergeant went and talked to him. Now all of a sudden, he had to do PT with us. And then let me tell you, PT got easy. For those that know me, I am not a great runner, but when running became easy, you know that runs pretty easy. So what's the story here? This guy's not leading by example. And I mean, if if someone, if there's someone you report to, they're not, they're not doing the things they're telling you to do. How can you even respect that, right? It, 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 it's, it's to me, it's poor integrity. So out the window, didn't respect that guy at all. Give you an example of good leadership. I have a new first sergeant, my, my last year in, uh, and we get ready to do a physical fitness test, and you know we're out there, you know we're in formation, and he's like, hey, I don't care if you f and die, you better you know put out, put everything you got into it. So this Navy chief comes out there and goes, I guess pulls first sergeant aside, says, hey, first sergeant, you shouldn't talk to the Marines that way, blah blah blah. First sergeant said, hey, chief, go F yourself. Well, what does that mean? Man, we we gained so much respect for first sergeant because he stood up for us. Because he understood 
what he was telling us. He wasn't telling us to go ahead and die. What he said is that you need to give your all. And that first sergeant, he he fought for me in ways that I had never had before. He encouraged me to do things. And another example, I have a gunnery sergeant who ended up becoming my platoon sergeant. Um, I mean, the way that he talked to us, he was a person that he would tell you to do something. And if you didn't do it, he didn't even need to yell at you. When, when he said, hey, did you do this? And if you said no, the look of disappointment on his face would make you so sad, you would go back and go, dang, man, I let I let Gunner start it down. I, I need to go fix that. And I gained respect for him. And these are the type of leaders in the military that we like, we want. We want someone that, that first is gonna lead by example. Um, they're gonna do it. If they tell you to do something, it's something they're gonna do themselves. Um, they're just, so they don't treat people differently. Right? They don't do the fraternization thing and then that leads to, you know, unwarranted friendships, blah, blah, blah. And I mean, those two examples of good leadership to me really set my bar to how I conducted myself um, as a section leader and how I treated the Marines I had under me where, you know, I was able to, and this is kind of on the opposite side now, when I came into a leadership position in the Marines where I had, I believe I had 11 or 14, I think it was 11 Marines under me. and. It really taught me how to interact with them because I had some that were older, some that maybe had kids that you know I didn't have any at the time. Um, but how do you communicate? You know, you find out that not everyone's the same. Some people you gotta yell at them, absolutely. But some people you don't. Some people you just need to talk to them, put them aside, and, and let them know, hey, you did this, this, and this wrong, and they correct themselves. All right. You got some that that. Maybe they don't really talk too much, but what they do is they look at you and what you do. So I would tell my Marines, hey, if you see me running to go do something, you need to be running even faster because if it's important for me, it's even more important for you, right? So they would, and I kind of had that style a little bit as a follower. I, I pay very close attention to my leadership. I look at how they act, how they talk, how they carry themselves, how they communicate. Um, those are things I pay, the physical fitness, I paid attention to those things heavily because for me, that set the standard for me. My drill instructors, they were sergeants, and in my head, I felt that a sergeant should behave the way they did. They were in shape, uniform was always on point, always crisp, you know, precise lines, gig line, cover nice and eight pointed. You know, those were things that I, I adopted and made sure I was showing those things because I thought that was the standard. All right. On the private sector side, um, I, leader, leadership is so much worse outside the military. The reason why military leadership is a little bit more consequential, consequential, excuse me, is because when you go to combat, you don't want bad leadership because that's a that's an area of life and death. But in the workplace, leadership, bad leadership kills your mental health. And that's because when you're you are going to work, uh, 
every day, eight hours a day, and you deal with bad leadership, it it, it makes you question um, why are you even here. So my bad experience with that was my last employer, where you know I like to think I did a lot of investments into myself to make sure that I was a good fit in wherever I went and my abilities, my capabilities. Um, but my last manager, he was not proactive at all. He was reactive. So, you know, as I was trying to get, you know, get promoted and that wasn't happening and he, he found out, hey, I'm, I'm leaving. I'm not dealing with this. All of a sudden, he wanted to kind of step in and intervene and get people Oh, I know this person. I know that person. You're looking at him like, man, where were you at three years for the last three years? You know, I want. I've been wanting to get promoted the day I stepped here. You waited three years later, and until I'm about to go to do something, he was always out of the loop. He never. He never responded to email. Well, I was I'm not going to say never, but he rarely responded to emails on time. He was a person that. He didn't get involved until like his leadership was coming. So when we would find out his boss is coming to come talk to us, then he wants to come talk to us to make sure he's in the loop. So you know, to make sure new information isn't getting out. He was one of those people. And for me, it's so hard to trust people like that. You understand? And I have my theories about what was going on, I think. From my understanding, he was up. He was trying to get promoted himself, so he was trying to do things to make him look good. And so, I believe as a person of color, at a place that lacked diversity, he it would have looked good for him to convert myself into a staff member because now he can add that to his his portfolio to say, "Hey, I support diversity. Hey, I got this guy converted to a staff member." You know. Um, so those, those are just some of my backstories. But let's talk about leadership in general. I think if you, there's a lot of leadership books, there's a lot of sayings in the Marine Corps, we got the leadership traits, 14, JJ did, Ty Buckle. Um, I, I probably remember all of them, justice, judgment, uh, dependability, integrity, decisiveness, bearing, unselfishness, courage, knowledge, uh, loyalty. Did I spell that right? Endurance. I believe endurance is one. Um, it tact, initiative. I think that's most of them. <laughs> it's been a while. I need to get on that. Make sure I stay on that. But you know, you get you get the gist. There's a lot of things people give you on leadership. The one thing you cannot forget is that. A position of leadership is a position of servitude. You are a servant to people. If you if, if if you don't remember anything else, if you do not grasp if you do not grasp that concept, you will never get leadership right. Leadership is not about you. It's about your people. All right? Because if your people are successful, then you are successful. But if you're successful, your people are not always successful. And you find this a lot where leaders are trying to do things to make themselves look good in front of others or um, they're trying to get their promotion and this and that. But for some reason, they fail to understand that if the, the people under, under you are successful, that's a testament to you and your leadership. 
they don't get that and i'm going to try to find this video there's a very uh good youtube video um where this guy talks about the servant leader and The analogy I got or the argument I kind of gave to one of my old bosses was, so we, we were on a group meeting one time, we're talking, and he, he tells us, hey, email me if you got any this or that. And so I said, hey, there's no point of even emailing you because, you know, you don't even respond to our emails. And so he goes, hey, I'm busy. I got emails from my boss and from, you know, this manager, level two, level three manager that's more important to you all's emails. So, again, this is in front of the group. You know, we kind of go back and forth. And I said, hey, look, let me tell, let me ask you this. Let's say we're in the military and we go out to, we're in Afghanistan, right? That's where at the time they're still, still going. And we at base. I said, you are a platoon sergeant. So, you know, you've got people under you. you got people above you. Now, let me ask you this. Who guards the gates to that base? Is it a general or is it the people under you, the privates, etc.? I said, now, if they don't do their job, what's more important? Because if they don't do their job, everyone, everyone falls, everyone dies. Right? He was like, yeah. I said, that's that's my problem. The, it like, you know, just yeah, we're under you, but to say that we're not important because someone above you is important, like, that guy don't even care about you. There's a reason why you're still in the same position you in because for some reason he ain't promoting you. But us, we doing our work for you, <laughs> you know? And I was trying to get this through to him that it's about servitude, man. The servant leader are the best. That that they, they put the people first because they understand the people underneath are the backbone to the mission. So if their morale is good, if their health is good, you know their productivity, their workspace. If that, if if they are at, at working at an optimal pace, or you know, uh, they're as as efficient as possible, they make your job easier. All right. So, I'm yeah. I probably have to do a part two on this leadership thing to kind of give you more tangible things about leadership. I'll probably go over the fourteen leadership traits with you all and kind of break them down and what they mean um but this would just give you a good introduction give you a some some quick stories some things that i've experienced and it, this this is a small handful of things i have numerous stories um from jobs when i was younger from the military being a scientist uh being a grad student i've seen good leaders and bad leaders at every single level and it's frustrating. Um, so, yeah, I, I thank you all for listening. I, I'll give you a part two to give you more uh, tangible terms, something that you can kind of go back and refer to. Again, we'll probably do the 14 leadership traits. I believe the 14 leadership traits kind of give you a, a great overall uh, um a good baseline for you to start with when we talk about leadership and some of the things leadership should um, should display. So wherever you are in your life, whoever your boss is or whoever's above, you don't even have to be a boss. It can be a, a father figure, your father, or it can be your mother or just someone that you look up to. These, I want you to really observe how 
they carry themselves, especially after we go over these leadership traits. And I want you to see, hey, is this person displaying these things that makes them a great leader? So thank you for listening. Appreciate it.